球。I got an important question for you, Grant. I hopefully have an important answer for you, Mark. When was the last time you cooked for an even moderately large group of people? How are we going to define moderately large? More than three. I'm gonna. Does that include myself or not? Three total people. So yes, including yourself. Um, like probably two years ago or so. Okay. I'm gonna say Thanksgiving 2018. Oh right, I totally I forgot about that that particular Thanksgiving. But that's gonna be heavily air quotes did, uh, because you participated in the cooking. <laughs> yeah. Or what? Pretty much everyone else did all the work. Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. Then that definitely parents doesn't count. Came to visit. <laughs> Well, but it was in my kitchen. I had uh-huh. to turn on my oven. Uh-huh. Like everything was brought for me. And then I participated in the cooking process in my place of residence. So I think it counts. That's okay. This isn't a judgment on you doing it one way or another. I just, so this past week, uh, as I think we've probably discussed, but if not, discuss it now. I was up in Washington with a few friends. There were six of us total. And uh, we made almost every meal uh, while we were there, and I was amazed by how pretty spot on we were with the amount of food for every single meal. That's real impressive. I had never, I I would not have been able to plan and do that as well as we really half-assed it and hit it on the head almost every single night. <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, it did help that we just brought Aaron's crock pot. So a lot of the meals were crockpot based. Mm-hmm. So I think we we made uh, the first night that we were there. We got to our Airbnb. Very actually, I need to tell the story. This needs to be etched into a digital medium for all of posterity. Oh, yes. Okay. So one particular person that was on this trip was a mutual friend of ours, Gregory. <laughs> oh, good. The the first full day that Aaron and I were there. We went whale watching with our group of friends. After whale watching, we needed to, well, we didn't have to, but we chose to take the ferry across the sound. It's like a 20-minute ride-ish from Edmonds, Washington to Kingston, Washington, across the mm-hmm. across the way. You drive into the ferry on your car, you go walk around for 20 minutes, you get back in your car, you drive off. Mm-hmm. So it's about five minutes left. You're, you know, people are slowly starting to filter to their cars. You could, you know, you can see that you're getting close to shore. So, you know, it's about time to start heading back. And uh, I walk over to Greg, who is talking with a couple other people in our group to uh, confirm with them because I, I was driving my car and Greg and his girlfriend were driving their car and I was driving the two other people that were with us. So I went to go talk to Greg and his girlfriend to confirm, hey, when we get off the ferry, are we just going to head straight to the Airbnb? Or are, do we have plans? Are we going to like stop in town? Like, or, I just want to know what we're up to so that, you know, we get I get in the car. I know where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And what I hear as I'm going there is Greg say something to the effect of, well, I just didn't want it to do like the beeping thing. And then he and his girlfriend walk off. Very upset. Can you guess what happened Did based he, like- on just that conversation? Because I guessed it immediately. <laughs> Didn't want us to do the beeping thing. Did he, like, do something to his car? Like, to, like, the unlock thing? 
So I go up to the he third... He lost his car? So I looked up... I, I walked up to the third person, whose name is Neil, and I said, hey, did I just hear that Greg locked his keys in the car? And Neil said, yes, that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yep. <laughs> so, okay, there, that fits. So he locked his keys in the car. The four of us get into my car, and we're looking around. I don't know if you've ever been on a ferry that transports cars, but the way that this one worked is... There were two levels, and there's a right and a left side. So, mm-hmm. and there's two lanes on each of those, right? <laughs> so we're on the top right on the inside lane, okay? Yeah. So everyone in the outside lane has to leave before we before we go. And and they Greg had been a few cars ahead of us for uninteresting reasons. He was several cars ahead of us, and we didn't know where they were parked. So when mm-hmm. the cars start leaving, we're looking around at the exit because we have a line of sight to the exit wondering there's going to be an obvious blockage somewhere right there's going to be a break yeah. in the cars we're going to be able to tell yep that's where they are so we start going and then we hear a car alarm we start going and then uh the cars start leaving our outside lane and there we see about five cars behind us greg's car with the uh alarm going off <laughs> So, but there's nothing we can do. So we just drive off and go find, we like hung out at a coffee shop, went and played Frisbee at a park while we tried to help them as best we could. But what they ended up having to do, they were like talking to the ferry people and they had to just like leave the car there and stay on the ferry and go all the way back from where they came. Oh my God. And so they went, and so they went back. We were trying to see if we could like find a locksmith that could meet them at the ferry or something. Yeah. And the reason that the car alarm had come off is because, so apparently the people working on the ferry were not helpful at all. They were, in fact, quite mean and said that they had nothing, that this had never happened. This was nothing that they could handle. Uh, and so is- people around them were uh, using their various tools and tricks to try and break into the car for them. Yeah. And they had managed to set the alarm off, but not uh, unlock the car because there is a bit of an idiosyncrasy to how the locks on this car worked that made it a little tougher to handle. Okay. And then apparently, when they got back, they went all the way back. And the ferry, you know, it takes it's a twenty minute ride, but then it takes like twenty minutes to load and unload, right? Is the car alarm still going on the whole time? Uh, I think it stopped at some point. Okay. Uh, typically, car alarms have some sort of timer on them. Okay. So I know that it turned off eventually. And apparently at some point, the shift for the ferry changed. They explained what was going on to the new shift, and they were like, oh, yeah, we have tools for that. (laughs) I was going to say, (laughs) that totally sounds like the thing they could handle. (laughs) Yeah. And so with the help of the the tools, and I I think it ended up being... I'm not even sure if it was a ferry worker. I don't remember um, if it was a ferry worker or someone else just around who was able to help with the specific tools who didn't work on the ferry. They did get the car open. They did retrieve the keys uh, (laughs) and managed to only have to go back and forth once. But yeah, (laughs) it was quite a story. It was quite a way to start the entire vacation. (laughs) Yeah. So n- nothing quite that bad happened since uh, we didn't have any other really weird situations. I think maybe the only the next worst thing that happened was myself and the aforementioned Neil were in charge of packing sandwiches. So we packed the cooler and we went to a beach for the evening to watch the sunset mm-hmm. and everyone's 
pulling out I, i'm like i think i'm like skipping rocks or playing frisbee or something and and we get yelled over by people sitting on the tarp and i'm like what's up and they're like did you forget to pack the bread <laughs> ah. i was like yes yes i did but but in my small defense i wasn't actually planning on eating i'd already had like a really big lunch so <sighs> I, I didn't end up eating a sandwich so it didn't really occur to me <laughs> So okay, yeah, because it's just it's just the the Mark show over here. <laughs> hey, I'm packing I, sandwiches, I did my but part. I'm not I planning did, to eat, so it doesn't matter. I did almost all the grocery shopping for everyone. Okay, and you didn't lock your keys in your car, so. And I did not do that. I had the very good idea on the day. Was it Thursday? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. But one of the days we were planning on making curry, and mm. we had curry and we had rice, and then I had the idea of after our evening activity before we ate dinner to take a quick pick st- pick uh, take a quick pit stop at the grocery store to get some naan mm. and it really it really pulled it all together people were very happy that we had that instead of just the curry and rice yeah cuz like just cur- cuz the curry like it it was good but it definitely could have had a bit more kick to it Mm-hmm. Uh, and so just having that, and it was, it was like, it was a vegetable curry, which I have no particular issue with, but I've had, like, having a vegetable curry with just rice reminds me of a slightly higher end version of a microwavable meal that I had a lot during the pandemic because my mom, when she would ship me little goodie baskets every couple months, or my dad would do that together. I'd get, you know, I'd get like Oreos or whatever and toilet paper because my mom was always worried that I wouldn't have any. Uh, <laughs> but then amongst that, she would also give me like these these microwavable packets of like tikka masala or chana masala or whatever else, like these like pretty mm-hmm. bland microwavable Indian food and then packets of microwavable rice. And I would eat that for lunch. It was very bland. Mm-hmm. And so this was like oh, a better sad. version of that. But having the naan was really good so i did my contributions i forgot the bread and then i remembered the bread so i think i came out at least neutral if nothing else <laughs> yeah okay yeah so the very people sorry i just got a backtrack <laughs> here so Please. the very people did have tools to get into a car i believe so they they at least had uh, yeah they definitely had something on hand that could aid someone who knew what they were doing more so than, let's say, a coat hanger or whatever the sort of stereotypical tool would be. Yeah, okay. Because I was going to say, <laughs> it seems like the exact type of thing they should have on a ferry like that. Oh, that yeah. I mean, even once I knew that the that the keys had been locked, like we sat there talking for a couple of minutes before we even went to our car. And we're mm-hmm. like, surely they have something to deal with this. Like, there's no way this has literally never happened. It's it's one of the most obvious things that could happen. I, either someone breaks into a car or someone cannot break into their car. Those are the two. Those are really the only two issues that could happen on a ferry like this. Or like someone runs out of gas or something like something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. All the stupid possibilities they should have planned for because they will happen. Yeah. And also like getting into a car. I feel like <laughs> it's one of those things. If you have the right tools and you like kind of know what you're doing, it's really easy. Yeah, I, I would assume so. I, I don't actually know. Obviously, it was easy enough. That they didn't have to call a locksmith or anything. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was that was the, uh, perhaps the highlight of the entire thing uh, in, in a comical sense. Well, it's perfect you brought it up for this podcast. That's right. Roll credits. 
Are we just done for the week? Is that it? Is that I all think, we got to do? Yeah, it might just be a really short episode. I don't know. <laughs> Loki, I'm down. Like, I want to talk to you more, but... <laughs> are we almost that, out of time for the month? really funny if it was like yeah that's the end of the, that's the end of the podcast we finally came full circle <laughs> it's it's over like forever <laughs> but i do need to add one more thing uh before okay. we either finish or move on with comics <laughs> is i also appreciated after you know a year over a year of not really having anyone to do anything with other than aaron mm-hmm. like having the influx of new people to just come up with dumb things to do not bad yeah. thing but just dumb things like the first night or, or it was the second night the first night you know we got to the airbnb about two hours later than we anticipated because the whole ferry situation and ended up you know having like frozen <laughs> pizza all together at like 9 p.m <laughs> or whatever after a quick run to safeway uh, but monday night was the night that we went to the beach and i forgot the bread and it was a lovely evening. We got a, the sunset wasn't like particularly nice because it was pretty, cl- it ended up clouding over on the horizon, but the beach itself was beautiful. And we came up with the dumbest game, which was, Hey, we're at a beach. There's a really big tide. You know, the, the waves are coming in and out probably like, I mean, you know, you've been to the ocean, like mm-hmm. 30, 40 feet or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Between where the waves go and, at someone, I don't even know, I don't remember who, came up with the idea of, oh, how about we play a game where the game is someone throws a big rock out into the wet sand and you have to go and try and retrieve it before it's covered with water. Oh, that sounds fun. And we just entertained ourselves doing that for like a while. <laughs> like it was just so dumb. Uh- <laughs> Not going to lie. I love stupid games like that. I have played so many games that are like that level of intelligence or lower. Yeah. And they can just be so fun if with the right group of people. Exactly. Exactly. And and when you have just like six people, it's just a nice group of people. Everyone can become appeased. And if someone is like, that's a dumb game, you can go find something else to do with one of the other people who doesn't feel like doing it. Yeah. If you think it's a dumb game, you can bleep right off. Yeah, exactly. But in a nice way. Did anyone think it was a dumb game? Uh, I don't think anyone thought it was a dumb game. I think everyone played at least once. I wanted to offend someone. I think people just got probably a little bit more tired or didn't want to get so wet because we weren't really prepared because, you know, it wasn't like warm. No one was planning on like swimming or anything. So no one uh, was overly prepared for such a game to to end in a loss, let's say. (laughs) Grant has brought Speed Bump by Dave Coverly, and we have a couple people chilling in a store. It looks like probably a mom and a and her daughter, and the daughter is looking at a big box that says tie-dye kit, and the mother is saying, we could spend $20 on that, or we could buy you a white t-shirt and let your dad do the laundry, dot, dot, dot. Got him. Got the bumbling dad. Got him. Classic. Zinger. Get roasted, Papio. Not gonna sleep tonight. I'm so emotionally frustrated. Oh, are you a father? <laughs> Wait, no. is this like a big reveal? <laughs> no. Are you trying to tell me something, Mark? Okay. I'm not. Anyway, uh, we'll start with a classic. Not really classic, but lazy question what do you think i want to talk about tonight mark tie-dye or okay, laundry 
Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with one out of left field. I guess. Okay. Uh, Mark, what's your opinion on white t-shirts? How you feel about them white t-shirts? Them plain white tees? Those PWTs? Well, the plain white tees is a actually pretty decent band from our youth. Is it? Uh, they uh they wrote Hey There Delilah. Really? That's the plain white tees. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad How? I could provide oh you this gosh. revelation. <laughs> They're from like near where I currently live. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> They're from Illinois. No way. Also, I love how when you Google them, it comes up with three different locations of where they're from. Does it? Let me look. There's like on the the side thing that Google pops up in the description. It says one place. It says origin one place and founded one place. And they're all different. Oh, I see. Yeah, that is interesting. Now we need the Wikipedia page to tell us. Huh. Well, in either case, in terms of the clothing item, I... Basically, I've only worn them in the past year when I'm wearing a white or just a general dress shirt, typically, Mm -hmm. or in rare circumstances where I'm particularly cold and I feel like I just need an undershirt. Mm -hmm. But like, I I don't think I've ever worn a white t-shirt as like clothing, only as an undershirt. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Your answer just gave brought me back to a an old memory from elementary school. Oh. Of times when I wore plain white t shirts as clothing. Probably looked like you were half naked. Sh- shut up. You suck. <laughs> you took all the wind out of my sails there. <laughs> no, no, please continue with your story. <laughs> no, it's okay. Just shut me down. Be the thought police over here. I'm Mr. nineteen eighty four. I'm just I'm just telling jokes. Okay. No, in, in elementary school, we... Did you guys have a sock hop ever? Because uh, I know we had a couple sock hops. I don't know what that is. If you explain it, it may jog a memory. Uh, it was like a... Oh, God, like a 70s, like, dance? Is that... Like, like I'm thinking, like, Fonz era. Like, the Fonz. Okay, then I'm pretty confident that, no, we did not. Maybe, but I also wasn't the type of guy to participate in such a thing. So, what's a sock hop? Uh, uh, I mean, I can, by saying the fonts, I can guess at kind of where you're going. Okay, it's earlier than I was thinking. Uh, like more like fifties. Yeah, I'm seeing that. And so it's like the, gosh, I have like all these vivid memories, but I don't know if they're actually accurate or if they're just like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. All the women wore dresses with poodles on them. I don't know why. Poodle skirts. Because it was the style. That's just so hilarious. But yeah, we had those in elementary school. And so all the dudes wore, like, I'm pretty sure we all just wore, like, jeans and white t-shirts. And then had our hair, like, slicked back. Oh, my God. There's a picture on Google of a bunch of kids. That's exactly what I looked like. Huh. This must be a thing that people do. Oh, these kids are ballers. This is very strange. I've never heard this term. Like, all the imagery that I'm seeing is very, like, familiar from, like, history class, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like it all it all matches with stuff I've seen. I've just never actually heard this phrase, sock hop. Mm-hmm. Weird. Yeah. I don't know. All I remember is doing this and being just a total baller. 
because it looked like I was half naked, apparently. <laughs> you know, all all this stuff was all about the uh, liberalization of young society. All the stuff? Yeah, I mean, first, you know, 20 years prior to sock hops, women were showing ankles. And now, uh, knee-length skirts, you might as well look like you're half naked. Mm-hmm. Well, and nowadays, hmm. dot, dot, dot. What about nowadays, Grant? <laughs> I'm going to let you fill in the blanks, because I don't know what you're going to edit out or not, and it's just not worth it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Plain white t-shirts. Believe it or not, not quite my style. I do have a couple of very plain shirts. Like, I do have a plain gray shirt mm-hmm. that fits pretty well, and a plain, a couple of plain blue shirts. Also, the only, like, white, quote-unquote, t-shirts that I own are specifically meant to be undershirts. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah, and they have been worn as such, so I do not want them to just be the only thing that I'm wearing. Uh, also, well, I think that that style is a bit a bit out of fashion. The, I don't think they'd ever be the only thing that you're wearing. Okay, you know what I mean. <laughs> the only top that I'm wearing. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, there was a there was a period of time where I did commonly wear undershirts. Mm-hmm. I think in like late high school and throughout a, a good chunk of college, I often would, and I don't really know why I stopped. I th- I'm sure part of it was what? What even was it? Now I can't even like remember now. It's, it feels like it's been so long since I've been like to work that I don't even remember if I <clears> wore them to work frequently or not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember if moving to San Diego was the impetus for me to stop wearing them, or if being home for the past year was the impetus and it's all just such a blur that i can't even remember mm-hmm. what what's the purpose of wearing a like a white t-shirt as an undershirt in your mind <laughs> uh i think there's two potential reasons one potential reason is just to have an extra barrier between your like body and the visible clothes so whether that's mm-hmm. as like a barrier for sweat or smell or just general grime, what have you, it can be useful that way. For mm-hmm. example, one, one particularly uh, rough situation where I wish I had been in the habit of wearing a an undershirt was when I played intramural basketball in high school, and we'd always get the cheapest uh, graphic tees custom-made for our jerseys. Oh. And one particular Saturday morning, for intramural, it was always, there was mostly afternoon games. You'd play one game after school once or twice a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was almost always a single weekend morning tournament. So on a Saturday, we played four straight games. And I think you maybe got one break between them, like a long break. But otherwise, it was pretty much four straight games. And most of us just wore our one and for me, not super well-fitting shirt with the crappy graphic put on in whatever way the cheap t-shirt makers would put them on. And it went right over our chest in just the wrong way oh, that no. everyone's left nipple was chafing at the end. Oh, God. And it's by far the most uncomfortable I've been on that part of my body ever. Because <laughs> uh, because I've never had that experience before or since. <laughs> oh. But I can still very, very explicitly remember it. And I really wish I'd been in the habit of wearing an undershirt at that point. Because it would have it would have fixed that problem, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
But yes, yeah. th- th- that is my reasoning behind it. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I think, I think especially moving to California, it was always a a mental battle of what's likely to be worse. You know, wearing, wearing an extra layer makes you warmer, right? Mm-hmm. But is it warmer enough that it matters? Like, is it better to wear an undershirt so that if it makes you warm enough that you sweat that, or just get a little more stinky, that maybe the undershirt will help with that? Or is it at the point where not wearing the undershirt is actually going to be better overall because you don't have the extra layer? I always struggled with that. Yeah. But recent, for, for, for recent memory, I have been in the not an undershirt camp unless I'm wearing a shirt that really requires it, like a dress shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you have a, do you have a different intuition about undershirts, Grant? No, that fits pretty closely with mine. There's always the, the interplay of, is this going to make me hotter so I'll sweat more? Or am I already going to sweat so I should just wear it? <laughs> are they are they part of your kind of work uniform? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Because for me, for me, what it plays out to be a lot of the time is because at work I have to, I have extra clothing that I have to put on at work for safety reasons. I'm already wearing an, another layer. So it's like, it doesn't matter what I wear under it. I'm going to be hot. And sure. I'm going to sweat a little bit at some point. Mm-hmm. It's never really a question of, am I not going to sweat? It's like, is this going to be the thing that pushes me over the edge? Because I'm probably going to one way or another. But it's more of a, now it gives me the option of if push t- comes to shove, I can take off like the nice clothing, leave it at my desk, and just wear this under my like safety equipment. Hmm. If like sure. I'm getting real hot. That makes sense. I did remember a, a final reason. Mm-hmm. At least for me, I always tuck in my, my undershirts. Mm. And so if you think that you're going to be in a position where you're doing a lot of moving around or particularly bending over, like for mm-hmm. me, like my, my t-shirts, especially at a certain age, had had a habit of, you know, riding up if I was like bending over or whatever to get my backpacker, you know, particularly when I was doing uh, like, like say band. And I'm just mm-hmm. doing a lot of random moving around um, amongst a, per- a percussion section. Then it was mm-hmm. also helpful to just not be in a accidentally in any sort of compromising position. Mm. Compromising positions, Mark. Yep. Is that like seventh position on the trombone? Something like that. <laughs> uh, but since I, I don't do so much of that anymore, since I sit at a desk or in the office, I stood at a desk. It was not really much of a concern. <laughs> mm-hmm. So... That's what I got. Have you purchased undershirts recently, like white t-shirts? I'm pretty sure I probably still own one of the initial, not not the initial batch, but it's been yeah. yep. several years. Yeah. Uh, for a little while, I actually wore these much thinner black undershirts with some with some clothes. Oh. And, and those were nice because they were much thinner. So it, was, it gave me a lot of the benefits, but was not as thick. Because it was thinner. Yeah. Huh fascinating i would have never thought that yeah uh so they were they were good with uh they're particularly some like more athletic exercise shirts that are like you know they're really thin mm-hmm. uh and so they can look kind of silly at times if you're not built like you work out all the freaking time like me yeah like me uh, yeah like you like yes just, we're just, polar opposites there just shrecked i mean wrecked <laughs> shredded well, but, there but we go all, but you're also slim enough that i think it would also be fine for you 
Yeah, okay. Uh, but in, in either case, if you don't look like one of the two kind of body model mannequins at a Target men's store or a yes. men's section, yes. uh, then those athletic shirts do not uh, uh, fit on you the way that you'd like. Yeah, and so undershirts they... often would help for those, but I typically didn't want to wear like some thick undershirt if I was in the mood to wear like an athletic t-shirt. Yeah, they tend not to flatter most people's bodies. No. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time since I've bought one. <laughs> okay. I feel like it's one of those things you buy like a bunch of them at once and then you don't buy them again for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. I wish socks could be that way. I don't, but... You don't wish that your socks could last a long time? I wish my socks could last that long. <laughs> well, I, I wish they could last that long, but I also like don't want to go 10 years without buying socks. I mean, I would like to if they would last that long. I'm not going to try to make them last 10 years, but... <laughs> See, no, I gotta, like, you gotta always, like, re-update your sock game in case you're weak, in case you notice, like, weaknesses in your game, you know? Well, you don't want to just keep... When you're like me and, and the sock game is not... Along. And you're not even playing the sock game, it's much, much more reasonable. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. You know, if all of my undershirts were had to be in style because they needed, you know, pineapples at certain angles or, you know... uh this 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 month's cool TV show uh, in very small uh, imagery all over or whatever the hell you do on your socks, uh, then yes, maybe I would update TV? my undershirts. Oh my <laughs> god, <laughs> you you must think I have such terrible taste. No, I, I know I that's TV not actually what you show would have. themed socks. <laughs> I know you wouldn't actually buy something like that. Uh, I was just having a hard time to follow up my pineapple comment. <laughs> but you. <laughs> It, don't don't take it offensively, Grant. I didn't oh, mean it. It's already been taken offensively, Marcus. You know, I know that's not your name. No, it is not. You can pretend it is just for funsies. Just edit this part out. Uh, no. Fine. I'll change. I'll change the artwork of the show and all of the author attributions to be uh, with Marcus and Grant Ward. I'm down with that. <laughs> But this is the thing, like, I'm going to edit this podcast so much later than when we record it that I'm not going to be in the mood to do it at that time. <laughs> okay. I got to syn- synchronize those efforts. Okay. Should we move on to Junk Drawer by Ellis Rosen? Yes. <laughs> okay, I was waiting for your answer. So, the scene opens in a dimly lit room. A single light hanging from the ceiling, illuminating a round table. Sitting at the table is a is a nervous, nervous uh, middle-aged man. Across from him, a charismatic detective smoking a cigarette, looking at him. Or maybe not detective. I'm going to say not detective. A charismatic, uh, sharply looking uh, doggo. Sitting across from him smoking a cigarette, which is probably not very good for dogs. Um, behind the dog, standing, is a uh, human-looking pig with a <laughs> badass tattoo on his uh, shoulder, and he's he's wearing a tank top, so you know he means business and he's tough. And then standing next to the man at the table... 
again, in this dimly lit room, which appears to now be maybe a basement now that I'm looking closer, is we're going to say either an aardvark or a kangaroo with some sick shades in this dimly lit room because he's too cool to need to see. And the the sharply dressed dog who's, again, I say smoking a cigarette in a basement, which appears to be a quite enclosed room, is saying... It's a simple arrangement. You get us on a plane, and we provide you with support. I still don't know if... Is it a pig and a kangaroo or an aardvark? They're all dogs, Grant. They're just different breeds. What? They do not all look like dogs. Also, what kind of a support dog smokes cigarettes? In a basement! Of all places, there's not good ventilation down there. So my favorite part about you reading this comic, other than the fact that I'm still not sure if you even get the joke. No, is, I get the joke. Okay. Is I'm that just trying to lean into my jokes. You went from describing the second character at the table as a detective, and then you said, no, 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 not a detective. It's a sharply dressed dog, as if you couldn't tell that it was a dog at first. You thought it was just a regular old detective, and then you said, wait, 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 no, that's a dog. <laughs> I didn't really that notice how it. that sounded aloud. For, for, for the listener, it's much more of a mob boss, gangster kind of dog in that. That's, yeah, that's what I meant. He's, he's got a, you know, a loose suit, he's smoking a cigarette, and he has a hat kind of askew. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking for the words mob boss, but I couldn't find it. <laughs> and I, and like sharply dressed ghetto gangster dog didn't sound right. <laughs> and it definitely didn't get across the picture right. So I just like, then got distracted by the fact that there's clearly a pig behind him and a aardvark off on the right. No, the one on the left is clearly like a pit bull or something like that. Okay, next time you see a pit bull that looks just like that... Just because it's not... Just because it's not what some would call a dog-shaped dog doesn't mean it's not a dog. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'll... Uh, even if we can see that one, there's clearly like an aardvark. <laughs> that looks like Arthur with sunglasses. No, it doesn't. Arthur has a much flatter face than that. But this is like cool Arthur. Okay, no, not <laughs> Arthur. Um... <laughs> What's his, uh, Mr. Rathburn or something? Is that the teacher? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen that in so long. I'm gonna be so proud of myself when I got that right. Come on, come on. Oh, Ratburn. I was real close. Like a, uh, like Mr. Ratburn mixed with Arthur. Ratburn? How did they name him Ratburn and I didn't remember that? That's hilarious. Because is he a mouse? I, I think you should give up on this line of questioning, Grant. <laughs> Except that they're all dogs. Okay, whatever. So what do we want to talk about? I don't even know at this point. <laughs> did I wear you down? Did I break you? A little bit. Uh, I, I did have yes. a question. Yes? For you. How would you handle an interrogation? Um, I'm going to give two different answers. Hmm realistically probably quite poorly mm -hmm. how do i like to think that i would do it uh quite awesomely <laughs> in in quite a a manner that is filled with badassery as the kids say um 
but yeah, I don't know. I feel like in reality, I'd probably be just like super nervous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Depends if I'm like being interrogated. Like if I like know I'm being interrogated, I think I'm smart enough to know to keep my dang mouth shut and ask for my lawyer. Hmm. I think that I could do that. Gotcha. If I'm like aware of what's happening. I, I always like that though. Like in in interrogation seems so like I, I want my lawyer. It's like, I, I would say that, but then they'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, I also, I don't have a lawyer. <laughs> They're required to provide you with one though. I know. But I, I think they required to provide you with one at your trial, not in an interrogation scene. Yeah, and you can choose not to answer questions. I suppose. But yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, how do you get a lawyer? Because like, once you're like arrested, I feel like you can't just go like looking up like best lawyers. I mean, you can if you're rich. Okay, well, no, if you're rich, you don't need to because you've got your get out of jail free card. Well, your get out of jail free card is rich. having the money to pay a lawyer. Yeah, but, like, you probably got someone, like, on retainer or something fancy like that. Probably. Isn't that a weird concept? I just started understanding <laughs> what being on retainer means. and just means, like, you pay them money. Yeah, S- and they're at your beck and call. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't get, other than, like, the priority or whatever. Like, that's what it gets you. Like, yeah. Like, you still have to pay them more then. Yeah. It's just like a, I don't know. It's a, bizarre, it's a whole racket. It's a scam. It really is. I remember learning from my dad at some point that there was a a time when uh, lawyers were not allowed to advertise. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, you couldn't have TV commercials about mesothelioma or billboards about divorce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a world that could be. 